Hello and welcome back to the podcast of Pilile. You're chilling here with Zama Wuhlimlif and I'm super excited for today's conversation because it is one of my favorite conversations to engage in. Um, today we're talking about daddy issues and it has been my topic of umko <laughs> before umko was umkobo. This topic ibinkovisa. Um and that means it has just taken me through a lot. Nothing has taught me more about myself and taught me more about life as this topic has. Nothing has taught me about the responsibility that I have to my emotional well-being and the responsibility that I have to my mental well-being in regards to the way in which I perceive things and the way in which I engage with stuff and the way in which I think about stuff and choose to process stuff as this topic has. I've listened to so many amazing great minds speak about this topic about how it affects the way in which you see yourself, the way in which you communicate, the way in which you communicate with the other gender. It has really, really, really taught me a lot about myself. And daddy issues can be defined as the informal phrase for, a psycholo- for the psychological challenges resulting from an absent or abnormal relationship with one's father. The psychological term for it is the father complex, which describes the neuroses that results from an individual's poor relationship with their father. I think as you can hear from the definitions, it is not just because it has become an association and the research that I've listened to, it has become an association with women, the way in which women respond and react to relationships with regards to whether they had a father figure present in their life and in what way was this father figure present in their life. And it has just largely been focused on women. But it also affects males as well because when I've listened to research about um, a male losing their way in life and how much of that is affected by not having a strong father figure present, that has that has been largely the result, the way in which when a male loses their way in life, it is largely related to whether they had a male figure like present in their life or not so um i'm not going to discuss this as a once-off topic i'm going to break it up in segments why because i have dealt with it in segments and the way in which i deal with daddy issues when i'm writing solo is different from the way in which i de- I, I deal with daddy issues when i'm in a relationship the way in which i deal with daddy issues when my father is not present or when your father is not present in your life is different from the way in which you have to deal and heal from daddy issues when he is present and you still have to you have to interact with the problem and you still have to have a relationship with your father so it is different therefore it will be broken up into different segments they might not be consecutive i might talk about it this week and then talk about it 3 weeks from now um as i reflect on it and as i learn and introspect on it i will come back and report it back to you guys so um let's get on to today um my i I was born into a family with married parents um i was the only child and then my parents got divorced in when i when i turned five between four five and six i don't remember exactly but i didn't really realize or it didn't really come through much to my knowledge um the daddy issues in that period of my life until i was in grade five and six and between those grades 
the significance was that we began to talk about males. We, be- we began to have the conversations uh, about dating, etc. So-and-so like so-and-so. And so-and-so was meeting with so-and-so after school. So-and-so was chatting to so-and-so and mix it. And within that period, Mina, myself, I was the president of the campaign of dating for who and marriage for what for the why campaign. I was an avid president. I was an amazing president. I did did my duties very well. I did my duties very well from, I think, the end of grade five throughout into high school um, and then to the beginning of grade nine. So I think for about four years, I was an avid member of the Dating for What and Marriage for Who for the Why campaign. So, um, yeah, I was largely projecting a lot of the pain that I'd seen growing up. I was largely projecting a lot of what I perceived men to be to people and people's business. So I was right there, just demotivating, demotivating, introducing doubts. Did you think about this? But this is this, and this is this, and this is this. So I was the original... Okay, I was part of the original team of men um campaign that continues to run to this day. So within my pursuit of growth, which is what I want to actually talk about in today's podcast, within my pursuit of growth, there is nothing that has been more important to me than thinking and perceiving things in a way that serves my emotional well-being and my mental well-being the best. So what do I mean? I want to use an example. In mathematics, um, in high school, we had a section of mathematics and it was called financial maths, I think. And we'd calculate your present value, future values. And we had these long formulas for amortization and these loan things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I love mathematics. I'm a problem solver by nature. And I just love maths. I love seeing different solutions and coming to the same answer within different ways. And my biggest thing was when we did these problems, in my head, there had to be a simpler solution for this. They literally just had to be a simpler solution. So I moved on to university and I majored in finance. And in finance, there's this amazing tool called the financial calculator. Guys, 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 any... Any finance student knows the beauty of a financial calculator because they'll teach you the long formula for something and then they teach you how to go about it through a financial calculator and the calculator is like five, six steps and you press this and you touch that button and you press this and you touch that button and then you have your answer. So within my growth, within my mental growth and within my emotional growth, it has always been important to me that in my perceptions and in the way that I view things, I am using the financial calculator vision of my mind. So I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm perceiving things the best and the easiest way that I can. And how do I know when I'm out of alignment with that? How I know is when I cannot sit across the table from a person who has the opposite view of what I believe and peacefully listen to them, especially when it's not an environment of I'm speaking to you and you speaking to me and we're looking to learn from each other. Sometimes people speak to just speak and people listen 
to oppose. So when I can't listen and be peaceful and not feel the need to want to convert you or want to bring you to my side, then I know I'm at peace with something. But with this situation, with this study issue, I wasn't at peace with it because as I've said, I was the president of the marriage for who, uh, dating for what, for the Y campaign. And I was adamant on converting people and showing them that this was not all they perceived it to be. Dating wasn't that great. Marriage wasn't that great. I don't know what business we had talking about marriage at that age, but we were. And obviously, to a degree, what I could have been saying could have been valid. But the venom and the energy that I would spend talking about this. I, anyone who knows me knows that I can debate for hours and hours and hours and hours on end. And that used to be something I used to pride myself on. I can, I can argue the living daylights over the top, like out of a conversation until I really reviewed that. And I t- I really reviewed how much energy I would pass out just talking about something, just trying to get someone to convert to what I was thinking and what I perceived. So that is my biggest take from that first stage of me. When I reflected, that was the first stage. I, I, I realized that my, my, my daddy issue started to show itself when I was trying to get everybody to see what I saw because of the pain lens that I was looking through. So something that I do want to clarify is that when you are dealing with daddy issues, so daddy issues present themselves in different ways. And I'll go back to these different signs um, with, with the conversations of daddy issues. So it says here, the failing um, or falling for emotionally unavailable people, terrified of commitment, trust issues, love-hate relationship with your dad, and you overinvest in people and you sabotage your healthy relationships. So these are the things that show daddy daddy issues. These are your six daddy issue signs. So I'll repeat them again because I talk pretty fast. Falling for emotionally unavailable people, terrified of commitment, trust issues, love, hate relationship with your dad. You overinvest in people and you sabotage your healthy relationships. So what I was saying is that when you have healed from or when you are going through the process of healing from daddy issues a a misconception that i want to break is that healing from daddy issues the sign that you have healed or your healing process of daddy issues is not to then all of a sudden agree with marriage marriage has its people marriage has um whatever it is and it's not to then ignore um everything that's going on especially in terms of the country and then act as if you don't see it because now you've you've dealt with it but what i believe to be the sign of you healthily dealing with something is to be able to sit for me that's always the benchmark to be able to sit across the table from someone who does not agree with you and perceive the conversation to be one where the individual is not willing to change from that mindset they are hell-bent on that mindset and they're not willing to work on it all they want to do is just argue their case peacefully sit across that person listen to whatever it is that they want to say 
And if they are unallowing to hear whatever it is you want to say, to peacefully just recognize that they are not there in their journey, they are not ready to recognize that and moving on. Because when you haven't healed from something and where I believe that you should actually look at something, whether it's study issues or whatever, whatever it is, in terms of your emotional well-being, is when you are so attached to a thought or a line of thought that you're constantly trying to get every single person to see things the way in which you see things. Then you should possibly go back to the drawing board and see that are you thinking with your financial calculator manner or are you using a longer formula that is not serving you? A longer, longer, lengthier formula. There's so many opportunities of making mistakes. You know that when you're doing a... um. Of a, a, a sum that runs two pages long. I know this when I did maths 130, you'd have like a sum that runs for two pages and you'd be there. And when you're doing that and you're not using a calculator because that module didn't re- like didn't allow for calculators, when you're doing that and you're not using a calculator, there are greater chances of making a mistake. There are greater chances of making a mistake. So are you using your financial calculator for all your problems. I'm sorry. I'm going to use a lot of mathematical examples because I like maths and it's just an easier way for me to to relay problems or relay things. So yeah, so I think that's that's what I wanted you guys to get from this is to just go back into your own space, into your own space of introspection and check your emotional well, your emotional being and check your mental being, the way in which you perceive things as to what are the topics that get you, get you, get you going, where you feel like you have to defend, where you're there defending. Because that's another thing. I used to be one of those people. I was very defensive. And I could defend the fact that you are saying I'm defensive and I'm out there defending it. And I had to sit back down and realize that, whoa, 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 girl. What are you defending so much, (laughs) you know, and go back and trace where it starts from and try to heal that. So that's what I'm saying. And that's what I hope that you guys get from today is just to look at every single situation that affects your mental well-being and your emotional well-being and not ignoring it, but always try to see whether however you perceive something is the way in which it is serving your well-being the best so we'll talk next week i hope you guys benefited from that i hope you guys got something from that um enjoy your upcoming week goodbye